All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. There you go. Excellent. All right. We, gentlemen, are 4.4 game weeks into the new season. We're recording this on Tuesday night after game week five has just begun, hence the 4.4, Brian. The fresh newness of the season is worn off. The hope that all clubs had for their new seasons, well, for most of them, it's pretty much gone. The hope I had for referee consistency has been obliterated. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful suntanned faces of preseason players are now fading into dull, monotonous paleness, Brian. New freshness, dull, monotonous Paleness. 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 Uh, it sounds like it's exactly what you would hope for from your season. I like it. Wait, what are you giving this to me for? How, uh, this week's uh, you, FPL you America. You and you wanted to drink it. This week's FPL America podcast brought to you uh, yet again by Sapporo Premium oh Beer. Gosh. Sapporo, the pride of uh, Vietnamese alcohol. Thank you very much. And uh, no doubt, and we've said this before, they are undefeated with cans. Yes. The Sapporo... Um, can is absolutely undefeated. It's a, it's shapely. As uh, for FPL relevance, <laughs> the eternal debate continues, Dave. Be aggressive or be patient. Play Scott, your chips early. Always be aggressive. Or you know, save them for later. You know what's insane is that more than I probably ever remember it, at least in the years that I've been doing this, people have been not only rolling transfers, but even people not like having two transfers and effectively rolling a third. That's great. Like, like like just wasting one. Yes. Uh, Feeling so confident about the current, the way the team is set up and having no, so few issues in your team that you don't make any move for weeks. I I, I find that, I find that really hard to believe. And yet, uh, I see where it's possible. Yeah, in certain it's insanity. Well, is what it is. Yeah, it, maybe, maybe uh, it is hard to believe that you There's can't no replace a bench that. player somewhere, somehow, or a backup. There's no way your team, anyone's team, is that good. I, I'm, I follow like the top guys, and yeah, they're making changes every week because it's that difficult. So I, that just, that, I don't buy that stuff. Well, it's huh. with all of this in mind that we enter into this podcast to recap game week four, as we sit here. One day's worth of matches of Game Week 5 have been played. And we're going to look ahead with all of it to Game Week 6. There's a lot to talk about. Let's get on with recapping Game Week 4 and then talk some other things about that happened. About that happened. <laughs> all right, so... Scott, what's going on with you? I Thank you for asking, Dave. I put it out there on social media... Before game week four, I said, here's my lineup, which, by the way, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you're going to see a running diary of my lineup. And every once in a while, I'll shoot mine to Scott and Scott. That's right. That's right. If I remember. That's exactly right. (laughs) Uh, By the way, 
One of the videos I also put out there uh, leading into game week five was our top three in our FPL America podcast league. And there's a three-way tie for third entering into the game week. So I mentioned five people. Two of the five, I have to say, are all-star Instagram commenters. Oh, nice. All-star Instagram commenter, Matt. I didn't even know we had all-star Instagram commenters until this moment. This is fascinating. We have all-star listeners. We also have all-star listener, all-star Instagram commenters. Commenters. Okay. That is a hard one. Wow. Matt and Dan, I've been talking with them on Instagram uh, here and there as the season has gotten underway. It's not the two decathlon guys that used to battle each other, the the two great American decathlon it's guys? It's Dan and Dave. Dan man. and Dave? Yeah. Oh, the Nike. I thought it was the Matt Nike and Dan, yeah. From years ago. For sure. What? Well, that's right. like 24 yeah, years yeah. ago? There's a really great 30 right. for 30, by the way, on that. Is there? Yeah, you should go back really? and check it out. It's a few years okay. old. Anyway, apparently the secret to FPL America Podcast League success is being an all-star Instagram commenter. I guess. That's my point there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I put out my lineup, as usual, and then I put out there a really crappy quality picture from my computer screen, my phone to my computer screen, of what I would have done had I wildcarded. And I did it because I'd said I was going to evaluate whether or not I made the right move to not be aggressive, Dave. Okay. To not be aggressive. That's right. Heading into game week four, I took a negative four with two transfers. But you also you said you were going to keep up with your wild card team that wasn't correct. Okay, I ended up sticking with the negative four, the two transfers for a negative four, and not wild card. But you wrote down that team, and you're going to keep I up did. with their scores. I did, and anyone can check my work because I put it out on social media, okay. so no one can accuse me of cheating. Here's what it really came down to: my only through these first four games that we know. Well, I did it for game week four. And oh, okay. That's right. That's right. And I'm referencing five. Yep. Okay, gotcha. I'll do it again for game week five. Right. I made no moves heading into game week five. So I've stuck okay. with the same team game week four and game week five. Okay. And that gives me two transfers for game week six. So anyway, in game week four. You took, a mon- took a hit, one hit. I did. I still won by 12 points. Over your wild card my current team. team, over my wild card team. And I can tell you why in three words. Trent Alexander Arnold. Okay. Keeping him and his 17. Yeah. yeah. His 17 mattered for a lot, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people that it was a, it, this week seemed like who had Trent or week, match week four seemed like who had Trent and who didn't. And here's where, here's where I want to talk about this strategy a little bit about being aggressive and going off of guys, knowing you can come back to them when they get into form. That is true. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, you give up the first week of returns. Yeah. And in Trent's case, that was a big whopping 17. That's a lot of points. When you get to the end of the season and you see that he's going to end with 205 total points, a lot of people went off of him before he scored the 17. They might go back to him, but that is a lot of points to miss. And I don't know, that, that seven, 17's a lot. And that, yeah. that was worth it for me to hold on to him even when it looked like a foolish thing to do. Because I'll tell you, Dave, in my wild card, his was the first name I took out of my lineup. And understandably so. But having held on to him, he ended up rewarding I'm not patient. saying that you're wrong, but you just might not be right yet. Only because it's like, Oh, one one game I, out of five doesn't justify the 
the mean like the it almost the does end doesn't it, justify it the means. It almost does when it's seventeen. And and here's the question. And here's where I mean, man, if we could answer actually answer this question, we would all be ranked number one in this game. Is this the start of something for Trent? Right. Or is it a one hit wonder week? I, it, going into last week, I mean, it was you know the now at, even in FPL America the article. Not to throw that back out there again, but just that it was w- w- well publicized. You could you can look at it even now. Trent was sold by almost 400,000 people. What? You're stopping me? Uh, you want I, me to stop right now? I am. Dave, can we do something we've never done before? Oh, jeez. This is dangerous, but yes. Um, Brian sent his FPL America the article late. Okay. Like in time for the start of the game week, but too late for me to actually publish it. Oh, okay. Should I read it? <laughs> quickly into what, the pod what live my voice brian's words and my voice that that can't go wrong right no yeah it's it can go exactly the way we would all hope that it would i'm i'm referencing it just because the the stats on trent not just transfers out but you know, this which already didn't make sense ahead of bournemouth but the stats for him there was a compelling reason i think to keep him i made a case against andy robertson but that didn't necessarily work out. I was, I, I sold him, but, but either way, the point is, I would like you to read what I said. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> go. What did it, the man. FPL America the article say about Trent Alexander Arnold in its past edition? Oh, I don't know. I was going to start at the top. How about? Oh. Uh, let's All see. right. Well, that's fine. Trent All Alexander right. Arnold. Didn't feel like I needed to talk about Trent Alexander Arnold. Seven point five pounds, forty-seven point four percent selected last week. But I do this week. Almost 400,000 transfers out for TAA seems insane, considering he's still the most creative defender in the league. Eight chances created, two big chances created. He's supplied more crosses, 30, and successful crosses, 10, than any other defender. He has 57 passing entries into the penalty area, 20 more than the next highest defender, Trippier, 37. Sure, points are points, and TAA has zero FPL assists, despite an XA of 0.75. But the underlying stats are still great. The returns can't be far away, folks. Brian, That's what before it's... game week four on Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. I did say that. Um... <laughs> really, Nostra? There's a... Listen, there's... There, I have the timestamp too, based on where it was saved, <laughs> so I can prove that that was uh, that that was saved a while ago. No, I. By the way, this article is named Zahalicopter. Yeah, because I was try- <laughs> because I was I was saying that I, I, I missed the name. I felt like I missed the Gundogan the Gundogan train. Right. I said the Gundo train. Right. And I really didn't want to miss Missed the, the Zahalicopter. I said I didn't want to miss the uh, the Zaha. The Zaha bus. No, the Zahasical. The Zahalicopter. Okay, okay, yes. Point being, yes. I was sad to have missed out on Wolf Zaha as much as Speaking. I had, felt like I had missed out on Gunduan prior gotcha. to that. And we'll get to the uh, Zahalicopter. If this had come out, it would have been well in advance of knowing that he was going to end up being injured and out of the lineup for that very next match. Only to then shockingly come back in today and play and score a very and nice score goal, an, yeah, an excellent goal. Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, amazing. Yes. In fact, Scott, maybe we should do more live reads of <laughs> FPL America, the article, as yeah, that seemed to trend very nicely yeah, at very, this point. Yes, it very much aged well. Aged, it aged better you. than my comments about Palace at halftime against Manchester City. Which you said... I just was talking about Crystal Palace. They seemed to I was really hopeful great at halftime. Yeah. All right, well, let's, they were, though. I, let's, let's reel this let's, back in. That's right. Let's bring it back to me. So all of the point of this was that Trent Alexander-Arnold was awesome, despite the fact that a mass of people got rid of him, which they all, I'm sure, immediately regret and will yep. hopefully yeah. correct that mistake by going immediately back to him again. No doubt. Similar, similar to the Jesus mass move. Yeah, I think and then people came right back to him yeah. so much so his price went up. There's a few places where if you had done that, I'm you I'm would probably recommend not correcting the mistake because I don't necessarily see it as a mistake. But this is one that I just think: Who did you buy? Was it Reese? Was it? Did you downgrade to Robertson? Did you did you throw it all away and go, go down to like Patterson or something? And make you know. Three dollars right, for sure, right? If you did that, then hopefully it paid off wherever else you went. But yeah, yeah. I just I, I can't imagine. So right. I'm sitting here coming back I to feel, you, Scott. Yep. So I, I felt good about that, not doing the wild. So I'm still on my wild card for game week five. I made no moves, so I'm sitting in the middle of game week five. I made no moves. Uh, time will tell because most of my players will play Wednesday tomorrow as we're sitting here. As will mine. Yep. And. Uh, and then for game week six, I've already used my two free transfers. So Reese James was sick, and yep. Chelsea has terrible mojo. You've already made your transfers today for the week, for the week going week. into week six. Game week six. Yes. I have two I have not used them yet. So I went ahead, less for the illness and more for the mojo. I sent Reese James out, yeah. and I also sent out Archer. Great. Aston Villa's Archer. Fantastic move. Got rid of the colored triangles on my squad. Okay. And with that money, I went down in defense to Veltman, which isn't actually going down. Only in price do I go down with Veltman. Sure. And Adam Armstrong as my archer replacement, which gives me a playable second forward, something I've not had yet this season. Yep. So, and I so still now did you have... land on Adam Armstrong because he's the only guy that money fit in there, or you just loved him? It was mostly a money move. No, that, that was so like move. that was the only real I, option. I had less than six pounds, so I couldn't get to a six pound guy. I had to go less than six and went with Adam Armstrong, who has played every match so far this season. Gave a return today against Chelsea. I was gonna say he's he's played well. He looked really good today. We'll see if it's the peak of his season. It very well may be. At the worst, I'm I've missed on a second forward, but it's a second forward who's actually going to score something most game weeks. I did notice. I was looking at your squad, and I thought your bench is light. Like you don't. You, if someone gets hurt, you don't have a bench. And no. then, I, and then I was like, where the heck is all his money? Where are you spending your yeah. money? No, like I love those moves for you. Like that strength. Salah, Son, Cancelo, TAA, and Reese James until now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reese is a tough one. I don't. I. I you know. I. I would say I want to keep him as long as possible. But honestly, you know, you. You look at the fixtures you already say you know Leeds looks like a plus matchup a few weeks ago it's not Leicester at home looks like the best possible matchup they concede a goal and go after going down to 10 men at Southampton who just who couldn't get anything against a not great Manchester United somehow managed to put two past Chelsea today and now 
Chelsea have to go to they play West Ham, then they go to Fulham and they have Liverpool the next that's the next three matches. I don't know that Reese is going to play even if he, you know, it's a bit of a tight turnaround to West Ham this weekend. There's a Champions League match in the middle of that. And then too. Champions League, then at Fulham, which is now showing Fulham is now like no one wants to play Fulham right now, especially at at Craven, the cottage. cottage. You don't want to go to the cottage. But then they have to face Liverpool at home. So I, I just yeah. don't, I don't love it. And you can, you could easily, if you're wild carding in game week eight or something like that, or if you still have that, you know, yet to go, kind of see how things shake out. Maybe they figure something out. Maybe they sign Neymar between before the end of the transfer. There's nothing before the transfer window's over on Thursday and changes the. I I have like do you want can I give you a Thomas Tuchel quote? Yeah, love with Thomas I, after, Tuchel. After so uh, yeah, I can't wait for this. Tuchel's not like he's not making excuses the way he did after Leeds. Cuz after Leeds, you know, there was a little bit of bitterness. He was he was in still in uh, he was still in his psychosis after that saying <laughs> that they were the better team. Today, he said, "We scored. We thought everything was okay." But then one set piece again, one piece of sloppy defending, and we were off balance. We didn't react to it. We were lucky not to concede a third goal. We were not tough enough as a team to react or push it over the line for us. He, re- he repeated that, that we were not tough enough as a team multiple times, said repeatedly our defending was poor. They asked him about attacking. They said, "Is there? You know, are you looking to bring more players in? And he said right away, he was like, Raheem Sterling is one guy. He was like, we got a goal today. Even if we defend well, we come out of there with a draw. Like he's he came back he came back to it and just said, we have to be tougher. He said we are soft, soft, soft defending. What stops that? Pure mentality. You stop it by pure mentality. So that's where Chelsea is. Right now, I want, and I don't want anything to do with it. He, so he it, is right to point out they did get. I mean, look at the injuries they're dealing with right now. You lose N'Golo Conte to the same injury that's already plagued him once before. Kovacic gets a freak injury, and even he, can't, he came on he, at half. He did come on, so he is fit enough. He's not fit enough for ninety minutes, and I'm sure they're pushing him probably a little too hard right now. You lose Ben Chilwell. Who is still, you know, obviously he's going to, uh, it's a long recovery Chills for him. Chills was on the bench? Chill, Chillwell played today too. Okay. Chillwell is getting, he's getting back up to fitness. I think what his point is, like, we're dealing with injuries to key players. So Loftus-Cheek was in flip-flops by the end of this match. Right. Do we, do we need more players? Sure. They're trying to, they are trying to sign every, everybody. So from, from Neymar on down, Obama Yang and Anthony Gordon and whoever else will come in. They're trying to sign him. It's but, embarrassing. But you've got to be embarrassed if you're a Chelsea fan. You've got yeah. so many players. Think about, I mean, Dave, think about all these guys that they've been shipping out on loan all over the world. The problem is not the players. It's not the players. The problem is the manager. Yeah. No I one fully wants agree. to play for Tulkal. No. He is a tool. And no one should. And, and, and when he keeps dumping his players under what? You, you think all of a sudden the guys? I, I guess he thinks at this point that he's going to challenge the guys publicly, yeah. And no, then that's going to make them respond. He's that is lost maybe him. maybe twenty years ago. That's how you motivated he's, players. He's got not now. Got you do problems. not challenge millennials, nope. and or Gen Zers like that. We're it's fat. that he's got problems with the players who you're hoping to count on, which I think you've seen flashes of as good as Kai Havertz can be. 
he had moments. He's shown that he's a quality player. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it is just not working for him no. at all right now. They've figured out how to use like 1.5 players on the team. And it and they are they have some capabilities, but man, it is just un- until they are even if they're fully fit, if and when they are fully fit, even then it's going to take some time to gel. In the yeah. meantime, it's kind of what a lot of other teams have. They have a mass of players who are capable. They have a semblance of a system. They at least have an idea of what they're supposed to be doing. They're going to be there. I feel like it's a little bit like Manchester United. What's been said about Manchester United a lot, that Manchester United are going to be able to scrape out results because they have, because the players are talented enough. Well, I think Erickson Hogg is showing that what it, what it takes is the right combination of players. And he was able to come in new and did the thing that no one else felt like they could do for the last five years there. And, Got, I mean, he's 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 put the captain on the bench. Yeah, he's told Ronaldo he can go. Scott, and, he's and playing Ilanga. I want he's this playing Malasia. I'm sure a lot of people know this, but I want this to be public because I honestly think this might be the the m- moment that the mojo in United's locker room changed when Eric Ten Hag made his players run the 8.5 kilometers more than that Brentford ran than they did when they did that that next week. He ran it with him. He's not in like all star shape. He barely made it through that, but he ran it with them. Really, and the players saw that, and it, it's been different United since. Yeah, like he didn't say y'all go run it. <laughs> I'm gonna sit back and sip on some martinis till you get back. Yeah, he said, I'm going out there with you, and we're gonna run it because we're all in this together. He's doing all the right. And so I, I mean that credit. Like he's pushing all the right new manager buttons for sure, yeah. but he's doing the thing like he's he's doing what with United what Tuchel's not doing with Chelsea. Tuchel is essentially casting aside excellent talent. We're in the U.S. Men and Blazers won't stop talking about how free like hashtag free Pulisic is yeah. a hashtag. He's got to get loan out him, of there. Loan him to Leeds, please, guys. Just, loan him to Leeds. Like, but. But that's that's lo- called lo- wasting with, talent. I was say loan him to anywhere. Anywhere will play. Loan him to West Ham. Loan him. Loan him to Leeds. Loan him to God bless. Keep, loan him to Palace. <laughs> keep him in. Keep him in London. Yeah. All these teams would take him. For sure. All these teams would take him. It's embarrassing. And he'll freaking I mean, I roll. Think, I think Liverpool would take him. Oh my! God. I don't know if he would play at Palace. Who's he replacing? Bro, up he's front? playing at Palace. Who's he replacing up front? Over, who's who's which of the front what? three that are going? Edward Mateta. The only person he's not better than is Zaha. I agree. Yeah, I guess. I, I know you love Elise, least, but I'm just saying he'd be at like, least competition. For, but I'm saying, I mean, I don't know. Anyways, moving yeah. on. All right, Young it's talent. it's it's sad at Chelsea right now, and I, I got, want nothing I to out, do with it. I got out of that business with Reese James. Uh, I do want to uh, bring back uh, a segment that I created and. And then kind of promptly forgot about as the season got underway, and that is the uh, the villain of the week, the bad guy of the week. Oh yeah, the bi- oh yeah. I'm gonna let you guys actually decide. I'm gonna give you two options. You ready? Okay. And and these two options largely come out of today's action, kicking off game week five. Kukurea had had a moment. Who was it on Spurs that he kept fighting with? Christian Romero. Christian that's Romero. Yeah, yeah, that's we saw the hair pull. Yeah, yeah but then it he came out later, yeah, but, but earlier then, in the match. He had stomped on. Oh, he stomped on his thigh. Yeah, uh, and so suddenly I didn't feel so bad about 
Kukurea's hair getting pulled. Yeah. Today he delivered a he delivered it. Well, it looked like a cheap shot to the head of a guy whose name Brian's about to tell us how to say. Oh, goody. And uh, and so immediately I thought, you know what? It has not taken him long to uh, to learn the uh, the tool call or the two cruel ways at Chelsea. Maybe Kukurea. Uh-huh. Wow. That's the that Spanish version stretch. of cruel. I wanted to put Cruella in there. I was going to say Cruella. Yeah. But uh, that's that's option A, Cucurella. Uh, Option B, I I mean, I still have PTSD over how Jordan Pickford tore Virgil's ACL. Uh, Today, he uh, pushes aside Rodrigo, fluke or not. Is this a uh, trend I would love to. Or an accident? Rodrigo... Inform Rodrigo, like the like top scorer yeah. in FPL. He, he, almost, he almost scored before he almost scored before he went out. Dislocated yeah. shoulder, I think, is the is the word. He's yeah. gonna be out for probably a few weeks at least. I know, and I gotta make a decision on him. So Jordan Pickford, should he be the bad guy of the week? So I would B. love. I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I'll go first. I would yeah. love to blame Pickford for this. I saw the replay, and I'm like, it's just more of an arm swim. Like, like they're both kind of arm phantom pushing each other they're not that close there's no way that pickford influenced a weird arm dislocation there that was just a wicked fluke thing i would love to go against pickford because i think he deserves to be in the tool cool tool cool class players but i would have to go with kukureya right yeah i mean i think there's different intent i hate to drag intent into it but I think you can I drag intent I into think, the I think villain I of the week, just not red cards, right? Yeah, I just that's exactly right. Yeah, I think I, I think yeah. I agree with Dave. It has taken me no time at all to just root for Kukurea's hair to get pulled. It really has. I was actually kind of hoping that, like in in some sort of free kick scrum, you know, the the big pile of dudes in the box, you know, where referees not able to see everything, that maybe there'd be a little bit of a hair pull there by the end of the match. <laughs> I was really rooting for it, but it could be an amazing concerted effort by all clubs to everyone in the box. Ev- everyone, someone pull Kukurea's <laughs> hair. <laughs> That's a training ground move right there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Every, it's just his underlying. So he stopped. Thing. So he Everyone's stopped the guy's saying. thigh today. We want to know about more about that. Is that what you're saying? No, he no. He elbowed. Uh, oh, he, he, elbowed. he elbowed our how to say in, oh, the, great. in the head. So we've talked. We've danced all around Southampton here. Oh, he stopped. Right, so so he let's, stopped let's, let's reference thigh. at least yeah. week five. Again, we're talking about two different weeks here. Mm-hmm. Week four and week five. Match week five. Match week five started today. There was four games. Uh, biggest. Game of the day, upset, Southampton beating Chelsea. Yep. Obviously, everyone will know that result, but by the time you hear this, uh, I actually, Scott, two thumbs pointing at this guy right here. Yeah. At 12-11 Eastern Standard Time, before the games ever started, I said Southampton's going to beat Chelsea today. That's true, you did. And uh, I was thinking that wasn't going to happen, and I was going to look really silly after the Sterling goal. Especially because Chelsea looked like for that, like the first five minutes before that goal scored, it looked like they were going to score like a million. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, once they got the goal, Southampton within five minutes scored back again. And then they held on yeah. to, to, to a 2 1 victory. Uh, in fact, yeah. the guy that we're about to talk about, this is now two weeks in a row I've seen him do this take a guy down in the box, but do it legally. And it is amazing. <laughs> the skill it takes for this guy to do this. Yeah. I'm serious, Scott. This guy somehow launches his leg 
in front. He launched his leg in front of Sterling as Sterling's racing into the box and absolutely gets ball first and then takes the player completely out. And he's done it the last two weeks. I can't remember who he did it to the week before against United. might have been Rashford. might have been Sancho. Both times, referee's staring at it, and just you see the hands go like baseball like player, safe. like safe. Like, like no, 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 this is good. No call, yeah. And it and it's the same move. And now I've seen him do it two times in a row. He is the master of this move. I'm gonna have to call it whatever this guy's name is. Move That's is the move because it is absolutely fantastic. It's the gutsiest move you could do in the box because he's also sliding when he does it. I mean, Southampton have you know they they. Put up a fight against United. They United did. scraped out and the And I was win. disappointed they didn't get a result. That yep. goal, What was that result? One nothing. One. Yeah. yeah. Like, the South End was so close to breaking through there. So was, there's no real surprise that they, you know. But they fought back three days later to get three points against Chelsea. So, Brian, yeah. tell us who this guy is. He's caught our eye. He's passing yeah. the eye test. Does he pass the name test? He, he does <laughs> pass yeah. the name test. Yeah. Will there be music to prove this? I'm sure we could find something. As usual, the only music that I want for this segment is the absolute banger of a track, Bad Bite, by the pride of Atlanta, Georgia, the band 68. As long as the band 68 exists, rock and roll will never die. Yes. But the track I'm going... You should listen oh. to... For ser- seriously, you should listen. You're backing to, off that? You should listen to 68. I'm dead serious. But the track I'm actually going to ask for and hope that it finally brings this show to a halt <laughs> is Pink Venom by Blackpink. It's currently the number two song in the world on Spotify's global chart. That's impossible. It sucks. That's impossible. <laughs> this week's Pink Venom by Blackpink. You've heard of Blackpink. Blackpink is like... No, 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 exactly no, no don't make floss like everyone's heard of Blackpink. This, black yeah, this is a, this is a, it's, this everybody is listens to Blackpink in the whole world. This week's How to Say is one of the few times that I'd say, a player, this is the few times I'd say a player justifies having his inclusion in this segment based on pure in-game performance and ability. Like, they've been very Two matches in a row for Armel. In which he has Armel? in which he has asserted himself in a way that shows what the true meaning of the phrase young talent is. Yeah. A game high eight clearances today against Chelsea, credited with a last man tackle, which I really didn't care for since it was on Raheem Sterling earlier, but you can't have it all in this damn rubble game. He's six foot three. Good luck pushing him around anyone in the league. Oh, he's he has like Dave said, he has that great agility with his legs to quickly make a tackle without fouling. If you watch any of his pre-premier which is why he's 20. I know. So, I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable signing for Southampton. Most importantly, he has a hyphenated surname. So he gets three names, two of which make me think of food. <laughs> Ar- Armel? Yeah. Armel, too. Carmel. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't know if you were going Carmel. Or also Carmel. Now you gave me another one. <laughs> hey, great. Your delicious Southampton center back. <laughs> Sensation is none other than Armel Bella 
Ketchup. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ketchup. Ketchup? It looks like ketchup. 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 Like, that's straight. It's straight up. Ketchup. Spell it. K-O-T-C-H-A-P. Ketchup. So, no funny business there. None. Absolutely none. I have to say, uh, in addition to Bella Ketchup, Southampton has done the most amazing job signing players with insane names. Bella Kotchap, Fazunu, Elliot Nusi, Gineppo, Diallo. Who scored today? Lavia, and then... Lavia. No, that's... Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Lavia strike is ridiculous. Hey, Adam. I think it's all insane. They're all insane. No, but it's... Bella Kotchap caught the Robbie's eye. Both eyes of both Robbie's. Breaking news. This just in. Chelsea's looking to sign Bella Kotchap. <laughs> I'm sure they probably are. No, in all seriousness, <laughs> you, know, you know who should? The, <laughs> the Southampton robbers, Liverpool. Well, it's No not, one loves to rob Southampton of players more than Liverpool. That is true, and I, I accept that gratefully and with open arms. But here's the deal. That kid's not staying on Southampton for more not than long. a year. It's not, not going to be more than no, a year. No, no, no. He, well said. He's really good. And the things I've seen... Um, it's it's he's a stud, and I want to give a honorary meaningless fantasy half point to the uh, grounds crew at St. Mary's Stadium. Uh, apparently, the grass <laughs> is diseased just in time to have high-profile matches against Manchester United and Chelsea. It looked like an FA Cup match where United and Chelsea were going to visit a lower league side. It was kind of sad. Scott, do it. Do what you have to do. Hassenhudel. Uh, I love it. He advantage. held himself together to shake uh, Tuchel's hand today. It's true. Well, they're then, I mean, they're. I mean, they. They both are from Germany. And I then, think they know and each then other. it was a massive, quick. Oh, he made sure to look Hasen, or Tuchel in the eye. It was a Hasenhudel Tuchel mm-hmm. eye look. There was no reason. There's. He was not contacting him today. Anyways, but then it was a massive celebration with his, with his, um, with his coaching staff. Like it's a massive win for. Southampton, Southampton does this. They have one great stretch every season, and it's enough to keep them 13th place and cashing in on the Premier League bucks. I just think, though, that like Southampton's going to fall into – I know that we kind of thought maybe that they were going to get relegated, but I think they have enough to just stay mid-table. Yeah. They are what they are. They know what they are. Hasenhutl, like prepares them appropriately. He's a hell of a manager. And I think, you know, it's just like – they're. And this is why the Premier League is so hard, and that's why I think it's harder than any other league, is because you have Southampton and you have Crystal Palace and you have even Fulham at the moment that no one wants to play. You're going to go play them today. You're going to go home licking your chops, and you're going to go home with your bandages on and spending the next day in the training room because you were in for a freaking fight today because that team gave me everything they could. Everyone does that except Bournemouth at this point. But Oh, great segue. Moving on to that. All right. I, I was going to ask, you know, since United beat Southampton to start this whole mess of matches, I came out of that 1-0 win for United. Like, obviously, Eric Ten Hag's doing what he's got to do, but I still have no appeal to go to this team. Yeah. The starting 11 might have been consistent for a couple of matches now, but there's nobody where I'm like, I've got to have him. Rashford's not scoring. Sancho yeah. scored one on Liverpool, but I, I, I don't know. There's nothing here that excites me. No, not yet. Yeah, I think I'm not going I think yet. also the uh, something that's been pointed out is just that Rashford they played him centrally so he wasn't nearly as effective 
against Southampton as he was against Liverpool. And so, I don't know. They were, I mean, they, if he, they, if they keep playing him out of, like, kind of out of where he's comfortable until Anthony Martial's there. When they, if I and think, when they get him I was there, say I think this eleven with Martial leading the line, and look, is I mean, an exciting United. However, team. whatever Anthony does, whenever he finally gets into yeah. the team, is so if I Anthony mean, goes center, and that's the other thing: does he go center? Or does he go to the wing? Right. They have, I mean, they have attacking things to to sort out here. I, I mean, it's going to be a minute before that. But they're going to have Honestly, a lot of matches, just like they, I mean, they, they're in Europa, so I mean, they have they have European matches. It's not unlike a lot of other. I mean, look how many teams are like retooling right now. But the quality or depth or the management of what or whatever is in the system, you know, is it's a different flexibility. So, like, I'm sure there are no Erling Holland doubters on this podcast anymore. Uh, Manchester City is still adapting to him, and, and but they've adapted quickly because the system is is established. Liverpool still has a Darwin Nunez issue to sort through here. That's c- upcoming on Saturday. Like, however, that is going to happen. So I, I feel like there's still some adapting going on. But those teams, you're not worried necessarily about what they're doing. Manchester United still have like. They're like they're still trying to find any any consistency whatsoever. I don't think I was really tempted to go to Rashford this past week. Sure, I had I, get the, it. I had the money. I had the money to do it. It would have required two well, moves that I didn't love. And now they're about to play at Leicester. Yeah, yeah and that was exactly form it. Of the league. I was gonna say it was. It Honestly, was. It might be a Rashford week this week. Not I mean, great. Uh, I don't know. Not great. Southampton, and then immediately following the the ter- terrible Leicester. I mean, just. Awful, awful Lester. So it's not it's not a terrible idea even now, but but I understand what you're saying. I agree with you. There it, there's something like that's real at minimum. There's a huge hesitation to like go to them right away. All right, officially we go to uh, Liverpool Bournemouth. Uh, I don't think it was the touchdown that got Scott Parker sacked. I think it was the safety that his defense gave mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. to lose this match nine nil. Uh, in all seriousness, this is not an NFL football podcast. No, it is guy. not. And you know the debate will rage on. Did Liverpool get Scott Parker sacked, or did Scott Parker get Scott Parker sacked? But anyway, uh, Mark Travers, congratulations! You win this podcast's Brad Guzan Award for courage, mm-hmm. facing thirteen shots on goal. You let nine of them in, but you know anyone else would have done the same. It's fine. I would just throw out there that Dean Henderson continues to be a man under fire every single match, and he continues to make penalty saves. He He's he's giving Southgate I, I, something I, to think about. I'm, I'm I love just, the fact that you've got Pickford, who's been the number one, but then you've got two other goalkeepers who look really great at their new clubs, Nick Pope and Dean Henderson. Uh, yeah. So uh, how, how, you're for sure right about that. Let's not get off of Liverpool too soon. There's one other thing, Dave, I did with my lineup that I have not talked about yet. All right. When I decided not to go with my wild card, I did something else instead. Mm. Played the triple captain chip. But Seems triple, a bit early. Eh, there's no such thing for me. I'm not one to hold my chips to the end of the season. And the triple captain chip has always been sort of a crapshoot, in my opinion. And I, I have this tendency to play it when it's too obvious to play. Right. It, that, that is the tendency, is to play it when it's obvious. And then in this in this league that 
typically you need to play it when it's not obvious. It would seem that way. Um, I had everything right. Liverpool scored nine goals on Bournemouth. It just happened that Mo Salah only scored three fantasy points. <laughs> so he, he weirdest had, stat of the year. He had a he had an extremely high xG, as you might have guessed. Of course he against did. Bournemouth. And every time he missed, I just kept typing in our Slack workspace. XG. He missed. He missed because I triple captained him. Unbelievable. Said it over and over and over again. I, Only I could turn a triple captainship and a game week where I decide not to wild card and still finish above the average. Only I could turn something like that into this podcast's bad beat of the week. It was a really bad beat. Honestly, I feel really bad for him. I mean, who di- who didn't captain him? Like, I mean, it was it really was extremely obvious. Although there are plenty of people out there who backed Luis Diaz over him or Holland over him. What was so it? That is that, or something. Firmino. I exactly. mean, the highest score yeah. of the week was somebody that triple captained Roberto Firmino. Right. Firmino, to, in, in fairness, Firmino was massively transferred in coming into the match. But even then, it's just like, what's the best you're going to get from Firmino? Two assists? Like that's, I feel like that would be something that you would say, oh man, that's a great Firmino game. And it turns out he ends up with like, yeah, some ridiculous, know, like 137 people, 30 points or something. Triple like captain, triple captain Firmino <laughs> instead. Insane. And obviously that pissed off. So, you know what I did for game week five, Dave? I just Tell went me. against, I just went against absolutely everything. everything. Okay. And captained son away. Why? Because why not? Well, I hope for your sake, he starts. <laughs> Yeah, that would be the first reason why. The, whole, the only reason the why first. is because Sun's been ice cold, and Richarlison, as cheeky hot. as he is, is just waiting to sit there and start. And I just wonder. Go back to Salah for a second. All right. So not only so we said he had two big chances against Bournemouth. His xG was one point two four, which was the highest of anybody who didn't score a goal this week. But He's the only one who didn't score a goal. This he week. missed a sitter. I mean, he he rhinoed that I thing. I would say miss, from, from miss, Sterling I was, almost inside Sterling range. Look, I was gonna say <laughs> Sterling sent all of his Sterlingness over to Anfield wow, for this match for cause, sure because Sterling's brace sure didn't look bad. I'll tell you that. I'll say that he was outshot by Roberto Firmino, which I I would feel like I don't want to see that any week. Him being outshot by Firmino. Yes. And he's, again, another week where he's massively outscored by Luis Diaz. He has 12 shots versus a league entering, going into today, you know, the next match. He's created 15 chances. Why is this happening? I am not interested in this Mo Salah. And yet I am just as terrified <laughs> as anybody else to get rid of him. I don't want this right. Mo Salah, so, so I not would, at all, and, and especially, like I said, a, with Darwin Nunez coming back in three days. His role has changed, has it not? It feels different. Some, I, something feels different. Right. He's turned into creator guy as opposed to being the guy putting the ball in the back of the net. Well, right? he's consistently getting the ball outside the 18-yard box off on the right side of the pitch. And then he's having to bring it in to the 18-yard box if he can get around the first defender where there's immediately two more waiting. And he's having to try to make a move on his left foot, which, by the way, everyone's figured it out. He's only going to make a move with his left foot. And so, yeah, 
it is it is different. He's he's not getting the ball in places where he can do anything. And when it happens to you know bounce off a goalkeeper's hands or anything else, you know, fluky that that might happen. Somebody inside, else is standing in the somebody box. Somebody else is yeah. getting the the opportunity to score. I just think for a guy like last season and pre, in previous seasons, he, he last season I for sure he was decently creative. I mean, he was still creating plenty of chances, but always it was outweighed by the not just the it was Kane and it has been Kane and Salah shots shots in the box touches in the box everything about like where they're getting the ball where the opportunities are falling the fact that we're you know this is 4 weeks in and Mo Salah is massively outshot by Anthony Gordon at this point of the season and by Mitrovic and by by Rodrigo, who is crushing everyone. I get it. Like some of these guys, you know, you don't count on this to happen all season, and this it's a season long game, and Salah's still Salah. But like, it just keeps feeling like he's drifting wider. He's playing to he's playing such a different creative outlet. Luis Diaz is playing further forward. Darwin, the in every minute that we've seen him so far, it feels like. The Darwin move is an easy one to make whenever he comes back, and all you're going to have to see is him get starts. Right. That's it. Now, here's Salah's fantasy scores. Let me just remind everyone since the start of the season. Week one, 12 points. Yeah, you week love two, week two, one. Week one, two. Week two, two points. Week three, eight points. Match week four, three points. So it's been good, bad, good, bad. They're home to Newcastle right, this the, week. Is it about to be good again? I don't think Newcastle is... I don't think they're going to have the personnel to go hard in this game. I think they'll have to play a little bit more compact and defensive. Trippier was already iffy, but I think there's optimism that he'll play. But I mean, Alan St. Maximin being injured and like immediately going to hamstring and grabbing hamstring... To that, that, end the game that's not good. against Wolves is not good. not good. And you like they still have the capability, but Callum Wilson's out. I don't think their new signing, who looks like he's going to be awesome, Isak. Yeah. Is, that guy is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, only, only Mo Salah could be averaging more than six points a match and be dubbed disappointing to start the season. Scott, at that price point, you expect more. That's the thing. But we're talking six Because he's getting outscored by his 8-0 compatriot. That's exactly it. I yeah. mean, that, that's the biggest thing. Like, can I give you Diaz versus Salas yes, stats so right far? Yes, right now, yes. Points. FPL points flat out. Diaz 27, Mo Salah 25. That is Mane and Salah all over again. The difference is Diaz is 8.1. That, the the differential in price. If that had been Mane Salah and Monty, Salah at any then, point then in the last four years, any... there would have been no debate. You would have switched that. immediately from Salah to Mane at any point if there was a four dollar difference. In this case, almost five dollar difference between the two of them. Scott, I'm going to take this moment to say this. Yeah, uh, I I'm not you... done with stats. Okay. <laughs> okay. Goals. Luis Diaz three. Yeah. Mo Salah two. Okay. Shots, Mo Salah twelve, Luis Diaz nine, so okay. he's out shooting him. Okay. On target shots, Diaz five, Salah four. Okay. Mo's had four big chances. Luis Diaz has had two. You like that? Hasn't put four big chances away. So I don't. You don't want that. 
Salah's in the box more frequently, which to me, that was a surprising stat. Salah's been yeah, t- 36 touches in the box compared to Diaz's 24. Salah's only got one assist. For all his creativity, 15 chances That's created, weird. he's got one assist. Yeah. And Diaz is not a creator. So he's, you're, never, I don't, you're not counting on that ever. But to me, so there, there, maybe you can say with penalties and with, and with the creative difference, there's more avenues to points for Salah. But it's just not happening right now. Is it just worth the five dollar, the five and or four point nine at this point? Let me let me ask you difference. let me ask you this question. Would you rather have Mo Salah and Cameron Archer from Aston Villa or Luis Diaz and Darwin Nunez? Because that's exactly what you can do with that five dollars. Right. Diaz and Nun- and Darwin or Salah and four point five striker. No, for sure. Well, I, to me, I, that's uh, like that. Just if if you know that Darwin's minutes, once he gets back in, and if he doesn't be more of an idiot, which he seems like an idiot, but if he's can with he, if he can hold his idiotness down, hmm. I don't know how you don't make that move. Right, Diaz so, and Darwin, or Salah and four point five forward. Pre, to me, it's an absolute no brainer. Pre pod, Scott asked me what my move was going to be for match week six. I had not made one. You guys would be proud of me. I I did not make a move. The I'm mover not, and shaker, I'm not, the I'm not the, proud the of negative you. guys. Like I've been I've been crushing transfers for the first few weeks using my wild card, all these different things, and I did not make a move this week. I my I had no need. My team was was pretty spot on. So I have two transfers going into match week six. I can Brian. I can go to uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. I can go from Salah to De Bruyne instantly. Obviously, that's that's kind of an easy move. And then I can turn. That gives me moves. So if I want to change Rodrigo, I don't know how long that I'd, shoulder I'd thing's sell, gonna. I'd sell Rodrigo. I'm, I wouldn't. I'm, I would sell him. I, feel bad I could about easily it. go from De Bruyne and Harrison, right? I I mean, I'm just saying. Like, there's moves like. De Bruyne is is and or Sterling. I could go right to Sterling, I, and and Sterling hooker by crook continues to at least the last couple of weeks continues to score for Chelsea. I would have a really hard time, and this is what I'm looking at now. For me, I have a hard time getting rid of Salah and not finding a way to put Diaz in there. That's that is that is my feeling because I feel like just watching so, Luis Diaz and watching the the fire that he is continuing to play with i am he is so appealing to me so and, I and could, that would be the that to me i wouldn't i wouldn't feel comfortable going out of the liverpool attack and that is i'm just saying like the instead doubling it even though it means not having salah as part of it hey by the way guess who's going to be training soon and who's going to be who's going to muddy all of this joda Joda. Yeah. Joda's about Thursday, to be back soon. Br- uh, Brother Matt informed me today that Thursday, Joda was, is going to be back. Exactly. In so, so Joda is, is another wrinkle to be, to be seen here. I, I think maybe, you know, getting rid of Salah right this exact minute to make a move like that. I get it. You can, you can make your team look amazing and it's the same as it was in the preseason. Only now there's a little bit more compelling data behind it than it was at the start of the season. I think more and more people are going to be completely comfortable Going no Salah and not feeling bad about it because there's replacements in the team like there has always been. 
there has always been someone else that's capable of scoring like Salah is every week. It's just whether or not you have the the guts to do it. It's just really what it comes down to. Do you guys have a Darwin plan? Do you do you care? Who? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's the haterist thing you could have possibly said. Do no, you have, do a have a Darwin plan as a Liverpool fan? Do you care? Um, do you want a Darwin plan? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. And okay. and I mean, how many weeks will you need to see it? I'm, say I you have, have to understand. Plan? I'm. I'm not being very aggressive to start this season, okay. and I have a feeling it's it's going to result in a very very mid table season. But I'm I'm perfectly happy. I'm at a place okay. where I would rather. When are you going to sell Sun? I'm at a place spend where that money. You want? I mean, I just told you I'm captaining him. He's Sun, right? Regression or whatever progression to the mean for these guys. No, I'm concerned about him. I've I would rather lose with Salah than win without him. Okay. And 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 that's not a statement you should make if you're being really really aggressive <laughs> in FPL. That's just where I'm at. All right, uh, Brian. I do not have a Darwin plan because he needs to outperform Jesus, Mitrovic, or Holland. And until he does that, then I don't need I don't need a Darwin plan. Okay. Now he could. Holland coming in is going to be rotated, and I know this. And if it turns out that he's being rotated and he's barely playing Premier League matches and mainly playing Champions League matches, then maybe, yeah, that can easily go from uh, Holland to be, Darwin. As we sit here, we don't know yet. Well, everyone will know tomorrow. It is going to be interesting to see how Holland is played now that two matches per week. The only reason why I didn't captain him this week, I, I yeah. left my captain on Salah. I don't know how you Because could. I was concerned that Halan might get rotated I this did week. because screw it. I know. So there you go. You are you are a man on the edge this weekend, Scott. This is what I'll I want to bring what. up next. I want to give Brian Chesco Wait, credit. I just, can I just be, I just want to be, I just want to be on record saying what Darwin did in those minutes prior to his red idiotic card. red card against Crystal Palace was very impressive. Was impressive in a way, and he had already, in whatever twenty minutes in the week before that, coming on and scoring a goal and an assist. Thirty-nine minutes against Fulham, he scored. He had nine right. points. That's what I'm saying. This is if if it was something where he had come on and it was like, oh, he looks lively. He's got some pace for a striker. It's not like that. He came out and was like, he not only had an amazing return against Fulham, but he, if if not for idiot red card against Crystal Palace, what, what, what would his ownership be right now? 60%? Uh, no. no. I am telling no, you. No, because his price is still odd. I just like, think his he would, ownership I just is 6.6%. Think, 6. 6% right I just now. think that, if, say he doesn't get red carded against Crystal Palace. He was no one looked more likely than him in that match. He gets sent off. If he doesn't get sent off, I feel like everyone's restructuring their teams to figure out how to make him a second or third guy. And at that point, like Jesus, I don't think had had his big return. I think Jay, I think if he makes it through the Crystal Palace match, Jesus would have been out of probably like even more four or five times more. Mm-hmm. I just I'm just I am not. I feel like this is the he looked like a game-breaker type player, and right now he's a discount. I just think the second you see him back in there, if he returns once, he is going to go, it's going to explode. The problem he's got is that he's got Jota coming back, 
and Firmino found the form of his life against against the worst team in the league. Like, it was the most hilarious thing. The uh, men in Blazers said that it was great. Uh, they had a, a guy tweeted them that said, it's really cute that they're doing this against the children of Bournemouth's players. <laughs> 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 Which was like the, like they were so awful. Like I just I, I wish it had something to do with how amazing oh Liverpool was, gosh. but I feel like it has way more to do with how horrible Bournemouth is. Amazing. Anyway, just want to say I don't see how to, like I'm Darwin is I don't know. He makes me so it's, he's a scary guy. All right, we gotta let Dave talk about his beloved Arsenal in the. Uh, Lino Derby. Arsenal gets the win, two one over Fulham. Was Lino fouled though on that second Arsenal goal? No way. He he jumped up and tried to punch it. He he was going for it. He got caught. Up. He made a bad decision, Scott. Did you see? And, so, and look, I, I want to give the the two Robbies credit. I was listening to them earlier. Uh, Robbie Musto and and Robbie Earl Earl. Thank you, Brian. Um, on their podcast, they mentioned really this. Good. I like those like guys. the difference between Ramsdale and Leno is Leno's an excellent keeper, but about four or five times per year, he's going to make a mistake to cost you a game, and Ramsdale doesn't seem to do that. And this Leno made the mistake of getting caught up with the big guys at that moment, trying to punch that, and he missed. He committed and missed, and that's how the goal got tapped in. Did you see? Chelsea and Leicester, or at least the highlights where Harvey Barnes had a goal disallowed for uh, a play on Ed Mendy. Yeah, I did see that. I did, I did not did see that. Did you think that those two plays were at all related and yet called opposite ways? I thought that... Because I put in my notes I, that Raheem Sterling and Harvey Barnes both scored braces in this match, but unfortunately only Sterling's counted. I thought that the goal disallowed... Initially, I thought it seemed really light. But then the more I saw the replay, the more it looked like a foul. And so I think that I love Harv. You're talking to the guy who's, I he's, it autocorrects in my phone to H-A-R-V, all caps with an exclamation point at the end of it. <laughs> I I want him to succeed. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I understand why it was disallowed where, I thought the I for sure thought the handball more than anything. And it hit off Saliba's yeah, shoulder. I thought that seemed way more likely, and then they reviewed it for like eight seconds, and then it called it a goal. So, Did you, yeah. uh, on Sunday, happen to see Sioux Fall take down Ollie Watkins? I didn't see that. Dave? I, I thought this is, we were talking about Arsenal here. Well, we are. We're, we're talking about how they got a call that... They probably shouldn't have. Okay, it's it's the inconsistency from match to match. It drives me. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I see where you're going with this. Go ahead, Dave. Tell no, us. No, no, fair. This is a new mentality. Hey, Arsenal. Top of the table, Arsenal. Hey, I still you don't reigning like... top of the table, and they played the almighty Fulham. And you Scott, didn't, you didn't mentioned like... last week that Liverpool had lost. You know, had a informed Fulham. Well, Arsenal played the informed Fulham this week, and they beat them. I was kind of rooting for after Fulham. giving them a game. I mean, Fulham is in form. Um, you know, Fulham you're not in using the the dad joke that's been floating out there forever. Did, when did I miss my chance? No, the the joke of hey, can you can you bring me the remote? You ask your kid, hey, can you bring me the remote? Your kid said, where is it? You say Arsenal, <laughs> and they say, what do what? you mean? And you say top of the table. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen that out there? I haven't seen that. It's an old joke. That's amazing. But that's, no. that's, that's, that's a it's, joke it's, you can hey, use for two weeks. For now. Scott, it's funny because it's August, Brian. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> yeah, Scott, exactly. for two weeks, it might not happen again. 
I'll yeah. keep saying this as long as they're top of the table. Mm-hmm. For two weeks, it might not happen again. Arsenal Football Club, yeah. top of the table. Yeah, very good. In, very good. Uh, very Scott, true. They're playing as good or better than anyone else in the league. I mean, if you have three Arsenal players, you're probably playing the game right right now, right? Well, lots of people are selling uh, Martinelli and Jesus. Which is, I am, it's crazy I town. I do not That's understand crazy that. Town. Well, o- Odegaard's the big beneficiary here. Yeah. I get it. He's getting points. It's a horrible call. I made the case Martin, against him in my in the Martin FPL Emiger America the yard or Odegaard. Yeah, he scored again. Of course, we deflected goal. You should, but not absolutely, You should absolutely count on that. I was going to say, go rush to get him. Yeah, you're not counting on that happening. Every Let week. me give you the stat: three goals from four shots <laughs> on target, and I'm putting on target for. in quotes. On One big chance, and he has an XG of yeah. 0.95. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. sure. Go get him. Count on go, that. Bring yeah. him in as fast as you possibly can. Do you realize that Martin Odegaard has created three chances yeah. so far this so season? So you and I were talking that earlier is, today. It's one of the more bizarre stats. What a shocking stat yeah, for yeah, somebody yeah. who's like the – and I'm not saying one – I don't want this to be one bad word about Martin Odegaard. He is excellent. Right. An excellent player. I just am shocked that he is like not not nearly as creative. Martinelli's stats are so off the charts – and Jesus's stats are so off the charts. I, getting rid of those two, I'm not. I'm not sure what you're doing. Yeah, well, I don't think you're paying attention. Jesus to Mitrovic, okay, maybe, maybe if yeah. you're doing something really cool with the money, I don't know. Martinelli <laughs> straight up for Rodrigo. Well, that looked like a great idea. Maybe for one second so far, but in between game weeks, I, I'm just not really sure what you're. Where you're going with that money for two players who I think we can all agree are so wrongly priced this season, yeah. it's idiotic. They absolutely missed the boat uh, with, with, with multiple. Martinelli, like fourth most transferred out for midfielders so far this uh, going into the game week. Jesus, third most transferred out forward going it's into the It's the United matchup week. for game week six, right? It's got to be that. Martinelli against Fulham. Took seven shots, which was tied for the most of anybody in the week. And he also created five chances, which was the second most of any player. Just want to bring this up. I don't don't know what you're. What are you looking at? Martinelli. What are you watching? You're saying Martinelli's got to get out of my team. Martinelli, eight points against Palace, eight points against Leicester, six against Bournemouth. And then he, he doesn't. He doesn't give you a return against Fulham. I'd say unluckily blanks against Fulham. Why would you sell him? You're playing Aston Villa. It's You're crazy. about to watch them. By the time you hear this, you will have seen them play a team that is just awful. And and, I think, and I'm wondering what that's going to look, look like. I'm going to throw it out there. I, I said this earlier today to someone. I think Jesus is probably going to sit on a hat trick tomorrow. So, you know, again, this is Tuesday night after the Tuesday matches of match week five. We have not seen the Wednesday matches and or the Thursday match. That's, that's what do you want from a team that's as in form as at the top of the table with Gabriel Jesus, who took four shots against Fulham, and all four of them were in the box? What else do you want from your forward? I, I'm just, you want goals? Would you sell them for what? For Ivan Tony, who's who was real popular going into this past week. Everybody wanted Ivan Tony this week, and he got you nothing. I, I just, I'm just, I just don't understand. I'm sounding like Scott. I don't know what in the world the masses are doing. I knew that I liked your advice. Yeah, for sure. Man. Hey, go get Odegaard, though. Anyway, don't look. Arsenal's a fun watch right now. Look, Saliba and Ramsdale, I have them in my team, 
Saliba is the top scoring defender in fantasy football, soccer right now. Um, okay, so and like and I said from the beginning of this podcast, go with Saliba. Francis William Saliba. Do you have Zenchenko? No. Do you have Zinchenko? No. I have Saliba, Martinelli, and Jesus. Okay. So Zinchenko, uh, I would say a bit of a shock absence this past week. You will know whether or not he makes the squad, which it sounds like there's conflicting so, reports. He might make the squad. He might. Against he, he was in training today. So, also, as a lot of and people... And he looked wicked healthy celebrating with the Arsenal <laughs> players. I, say. I thought he was a pitch <laughs> invader on the Gabriel goal. Was he the one in the black polo? Yes. Do you know that the steward also thought he was a pitch I know, invader? They Did you tried see to her? grab him. Yeah, she like went over there and then like put her hands up like well, Scott, shrugged shoulders. Scott, at it first, was hilarious. At first they saw the goal scored and they didn't they went to the players, but then they went away from the players because the camera people know what they're supposed to do. If it's a pitch invader, you don't show them. Right. And so all of a sudden I'm like, Where, why aren't you showing the players? And then and then all of a sudden they went back to it because someone in the production booth was like, "Hey, that's Zinchenko. Go ahead and show it." But no one knew. Like no one knew yeah. initially. Like not even like it. It looked odd. And then Zinchenko looked very healthy celebrating. So <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. Uh, as we are sitting here uh, right this minute, Zinchenko, as you might not be surprised to know, is the second most transferred out defender uh, this week. I think people probably are going to be sad about doing that. Would you advise anyone? Let's say he sits out tomorrow. By the time anyone here, let's say he is sat out against Aston Villa, would you tell anyone to sell him? No. Before no, United? No, 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 no. Yeah. At max, he'd sit out one game. And honestly, he'd probably, he'll probably, if he sits out, if he doesn't start, he'll, he'll come in for tyranny around the 60 minute mark. What do people need to see, especially after last week, where three of the most popular transfers of the game week, which were Zinchenko, Zaha, and Madison, all picked up knocks within days of the match starting and are and are complete absences from the lineup. What we are we've already spent so much time talking about five subs this season. What in the world? Why are you, why make knee jerk substitutions like at the start of the game week? Like I yeah. I get if like as always the caveat being Money shifts quickly. So if you have exact money, but Brian, I get money it. Money shifts quickly because people shift quickly. I know, and I it's 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 chicken and egg here with this stuff. And I'm it, it just to me it just is it feels dumb. It especially does, especially as we're entering into an uh, an extremely busy part of the season. Yeah. Especially for players who are really important. If you're selling Reese James, part of me says I get it. I can you can make the case against it. However, or to do it because of the like we said, the matchups aren't great for Chelsea. Mojo looks bad for Chelsea. Yeah. However, even in a two-one win, you know you concede a goal. It's Reese James getting an assist in the match. He hit the post against Leicester. Mm-hmm. That is another like he's inches away from another yet again double-digit haul for somebody who has proven over and over again when he's out there, he's one of the best that there is at his position. He's not hurt. He's sick. Right. So if you're making like if the money is to is to upgrade a different position, I I can at least you can you could say you're for it. If it's just to like move him on because you're like I hate the way like I'm I don't want to have an injured guy who knows how long he's out. It's like it's it's not going to be long. They mm-hmm. can't afford to keep him out long. 
I'm just saying, I just, to me, like, the, a guy like Zinchenko, who's shown himself to be extremely good, and who two weeks ago is, like, the number one defender transfer in, is now, like, the second most transferred out. And I'm like, yeah, but he's not that hurt. What are you doing? <laughs> for who? For, who? Uh, for Saliba? Okay. If you're using that money, I can, I guess. However, you didn't bring him in for... Did you make a mistake? You feel like it was a, a mistake to bring in a guy who's very clearly like one of the most important players on top of the table Arsenal? I don't know. You don't have uh, positioning concerns like we've talked about, though, as well? That's another so, layer Dave, to it, isn't like it? Do you feel like that Zinchenko's like... No, no, no. I'm talking about James. Oh, Reese James? The positioning thing is... is well, talk the, right when, now when, too. when Fofana comes in, he's going to be the third center back. And then Reese James can move back to dangerous wing back. But here's the deal. They I just don't hey, love Chelsea's mojo, period. They didn't period. sell Chalaba either. I thought that was another guy Chalaba that was going come out in and play center back. I mean. Yeah, I, for sure. Like, they got, Ch- I'm they telling got Chalaba you, I don't like Fofana come in. This is not a Chelsea segment, but I'm saying like... like I, 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 I do not like Chelsea's mojo. Okay. Like, get out of Chelsea business, in my opinion. And I or, did at one point in the season own Reese James, uh, I'm, but I'm out of that business. All right. There, there could be a Chelsea fire sale coming in January. The rest of the league can only wish. All right, let's talk about sack uh, the manager. Can I? Can that's I? Well, sure. You're gonna sack the manager. You're gonna bring in bring a in Pochettino. Guy. Maybe he could I'm do gonna, it. And you know what? He'd find the right eleven in there. I'm gonna. You think? I'm, and I don't think he. And need, the players would play for him. And you know what, Dave? He wouldn't need a new signing to find it. Wow! Look at that. Do you see what I did well, there? I see what you did. All right, thank I'm you. I'm riding or dying with. Uh, Raheem Sterling. <laughs> right, he's, not, he's not coming out. That's not the worst. That's uh, the one player. I'll say that. Yeah. That's the one player. All right. From City Junior to City itself, uh, we talked about Holland and his uh, hat trick, right? Didn't he score three? He sure did. Uh, against Crystal Palace. You had him for that or you did not have no, him? No, no, I own Holland. Okay. But he wasn't my captain. I mean, I, I went with Salah. Were you even thinking about Captain no, I wasn't no, because Palace not. has been has had City's number, so I, I don't want to be inconsistent with that. While we're on yeah. the subject, you can see this on the homepage of the website. Holland is the most captained for game week five this yeah. midweek game week. He's mine. So uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. It's he the is... Forest matchup. I get it. Coming off the hat trick, but it's three days later, four days later. We'll see what happens there. Meanwhile, I... City's D struggles. I honestly, first of all, for Holland. I love that they are just saying flat out, you're not playing the whole game unless like unless it's close. You're not. We're just not going to do that to you. We know we're busy, so you're not going to play if we have multiple matches in a week. We got a guy that's just as capable who can come in and do this. However, you're still our focal point. Like absolutely first choice with the clear uh, indicate clear statement from manager saying. I like like even this week. I repeat, we will not play him when we have three matches. Like he's not going to play every single match. Based on what the anyone who has kind of like predicted Pep and Manchester City up to this point, the indicators seem to be more that it was likely that he would be rested against Aston Villa more than he would be rested against Nottingham Forest. It's all predictions. Good luck. Everyone has said that you people have predicted. Pep no, I think that makes sense. I think the hope is he's going to play sixty minutes against Forest, where the game is already out of reach. Right. You rest him against Villa, and you still hope for the best because it's Villa. And in between there, uh, no wait. After that, then you're he's fully right. rested for the Champions League. Right. You got. Match I think it's day one. I think it's Sevilla, Tottenham, Dortmund. Is there is like the uh, the clear priority. 
Is there a is there a tournament that's ever been prioritized more for Pep Guardiola? No, than the, there's Pep not. Guardiola than the Champions no. League. No, he this year? he's the won Premier, Premier League, League titles. He cannot. He's won them. He wants Premier League. He wants the Champions League title. He's, he's going to City. Gonna, it's interesting. They Nobody, have, I mean, they have like, a squad to do it. This I mean, year. Fulham Fulham has They're already sacrificed. Fulham's already sacrificed their League Cup stand. You know, they're out, right? I mean, they they're like Premier League. That's our that's our that's our thing. Right, for sure. Fulham's the first Premier League club out of the League Cup. Couldn't care less. They, they right? could give three rips. Pep's the one manager's like, I'm not giving up on any competitions. You're gonna yeah. force me out of these competitions. You know, yeah. he might give a little bit in the Premier League. I'm telling you, he wants that Champions League title. You were just hoping City, City Junior can get it. Defensively, I totally I just agree. Want to top four, Scott. I one of one of my nervy cells this week because I took a my first hit of the season. I took a minus four this week. My one of my my nervy cell was to get rid of Kyle Walker. He was my one Manchester City defender from the start of the season, and I brilliant. I Brian. don't I don't love it. Yeah, it worked. How it it's going to work? And out. it doesn't look great for their defense right now. But Scott, right. can I tell you who he replaced? Kyle Let's Walker stay in Manchester City. We'll get to that at some no, point. Oh, no, my no. gosh. We have to get to it sooner rather than later. We're 72 minutes into this pod. All right, Dave. Who so did what? he replace Kyle Walker with? Scott, he went with uh, – this is unbelievable. I, In fact, I have to look it up right now so He's I can – He's trying not to smile. I can try to say it right. He's doing that thing that NBA players do after they hit a crazy shot where they, like, try not to smile. I'm so I'm Jordan's typical, sixth three pointer against the Blazers in, shrugging right now. In yeah. typical FPL America, who fashion? Okay, I don't have many things, but who? Like Brian said, so I went with Purvis Estupiniana, and I said, yeah, who? He said Estupin Estupinian. Ustupinian. This could no, be no, no. It's got an Enya over the first yeah. I cannot figure this kid out. First of all, <laughs> his first name is Purvis. Purvis. There's only one other Purvis that I've ever known. Ever. It's Purvis Ellison. For, this absolutely. It's not an NBA podcast. Purvis Ellison, former uh, Nets. I think he played for the Nets. Wasn't the Bullets? Oh, yeah. He might have been Bullets. I think, yeah, I think bullets, it was. Dude. I think it was a Bullets guy. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. Bullets. Actually. For sure. So let's. Maybe he played for the Nets, too. <laughs> If Backing this up, I'm not wrong. Brian so sure, brings I know, in. I'm sure you're right. Purvis Estupiniana. Estupinian. Est- there is no. Estupin- there is no. A there's an the N A over the first N. Yeah, but the N with the with Estupin- the, the N with the squiggle is in yeah. Estupinian. God bless. We're gonna have to do a how to say on this. Bottom line is he brought him in. Brian brought him in. Brighton Brian Wink, brought him in Brighton instead of Feltman, instead of Dunk. He brings in this guy. Brighton new boy, uh, Purvis Estupinian is uh is the is the he's, and I'm like, he's the Ecuadorian. Estupido? Uh, you brought in a stupid no, no. And then you know what Estupinian does today? Gets an assist. And you know what Dunk does? Brian was debating on Dunk or who's Estupinian, and I'm like, who is this guy? And then he brings in Estupinian, who gets an assist today. Dunk own goals. Dunk on goals today. Yeah. So, hey Brian, what's the what's unbelievable? The, what are the lottery numbers tonight? <laughs> oh my here's, gosh, for sure. Here's what I had in front of me. I had Kyle Walker, and what I feel like is a near certainty on a a, a clean sheet this week at home against Nottingham Forest. I also had Leon Bailey in my team, and I was I am I was so done with Leon Bailey. I started Leon Bailey last week, and I was. 
honestly not feeling too bad about it until the team sheet came out. So he's benched last week. That was it. I was like, I have I have given this guy more than enough chances. I lost point two on Leon Bailey. Brutal. You talk about estupido. <laughs> that is estupido. Wow. So I said last night, I cannot miss. Like I was nervous that the because of the transfers in on Pascal Gross, that that was the closest guy that I could get to without wrecking my defense. Lewis Dunk's price rise changed my it changed my decision. I wanted to get into the Brighton defense. I went with I I chose Love over over Data and went with Nick Pope over Robert Sanchez as my goalkeeper last week. So my I have probably more money than I should have in a goalkeeper. So because of the amount of money that I had going from Kyle Walker down to a four, you know, from five zero to four point five. The only real way I could do it was to go to to get into the Brighton defense after Dunk's price went up was a stupinion, and so that gave me the exact money to go from it was Walker to Estupinian to uh, from and then from Leon Bailey up to Pascal Gross. Unbelievable! I'm out of the Leon Bailey business. So you went straight praise, to trash birds. Praise FPL You are now God. team trash birds. I am I am doubled up on Team Trashburn. Wow. Yeah, me too. Wow. Me too. So I mean, I mean, and, and all of that to say, no, I, I went to Gross as part of my negative four. Bad move. I, and he scored I eleven. Yeah, bad move. I don't think it's a bad move. I got a total. Of eight, no. I got a total of eighteen points from my two guys on my negative four. For once, a negative four finally yeah. has paid off for me. I, I this might be something I end up eating, and I'll and I'll if I eat it, I'll eat it. I'll eat some trash bird, but I'm. I, you guys buying it on trash birds. Uh, I'm not into it. There are exactly one players ahead of Pascal Gross for goals scored this season. I know, yeah. and, and it's a fluke. And, and they did fluke. lose at Fulham today, uh, but in game week six, uh, they will be hosting Leicester. So not a bad time to own two trash birds. Yeah, I think that's the, probably fair. I think the idea, especially with Brighton, is just – First of all, they've been outstanding. Uh, they, they've they've played as good or better than anybody in the league so far this season. And yeah, exactly like Scott said, today was at Fulham again. Like that was the reason why, even in my lineup, I still started Reese James, even knowing just assuming he was going to probably not be involved today, but he's still in my starting lineup. So. Estupinian is going to sub in as soon as the as soon as That's the week right. is over. So I'm happy to get hit. He got an assist and he got a bonus point in 62 minutes, and he got a yellow card and ended with a bonus point I know. today. I know your boy's doing things. He's doing some legit things. I I still think that Kyle Walker will outscore him this week. I think it will be six for Walker and four for Estupinian. But it was more about getting rid of Leon Bailey. I, I had no, like, what what reason is there to hang on to him? I was not about to go to 4.7 on Leon Bailey. I know the price, the prices. I'm like, I do not want to lose 0.3 on him, especially when right now I have 0.00 in my bank. So that was the, yeah. whole, the whole reason. The point of this whole thing is to say Manchester City are just chugging along and doing what champions do. 
and they're about to play Nottingham Forest at home, who, by the way, uh, are probably not as interested in this match as they are uh, against uh, Bournemouth after Manchester City. Games that they actually need to win to stay up at home in this season. Nottingham Forest right. versus Bournemouth. So playing Manchester City, you know, t- at the Etihad is not uh, like obviously teams are not like they're not. What, what's the what's the point of of like you lose it? You're expecting to lose it. I mean, they have two teams basically, right? Forest they've signed a whole new eleven. So just just play your championship eleven at the Etihad. Why Might not? as well give yeah. all the new signings a run. Why not? <laughs> With all this in mind, we have not yet talked about Holland's uh, rival for top forward this season, in all likelihood. Harry mm-hmm. Kane had a very good match against the aforementioned Nottingham Forest. And all of his uh, returns came in spite, Dave, missing the penalty kick saved by your boy, Dean Henderson. Dino. I mean, all that guy does is... I mean, this year, just... the storyline for me, I've been talking about... He's a top-scoring goalkeeper. All season long is fashion. Of course the top-scoring goalkeeper is a guy who wears a hat half of every match. Of course. Why not? The Dean Henderson hat. When, when are the, when's the club going to start selling those? When am I going to see Dean Henderson hats in the, in the stands? Who says? I, I, I love this so much. Like, they always say about the announcer jinx, and it's, it's like undefeated a little <laughs> bit, sort of. The announcer had mentioned before this penalty that, like, Harry Kane had kicked 21 consecutive penalties for Spurs. Yeah. And then Dean Henderson saves this one. I think whatever it's th- unbelievable, whatever their research team is, because he's he is gestured in a direction with his penalty saves every time, and not just generically to the fans. It's Dean? very clear. Yes, it's very clear that whoever is doing the penalty taker research for whatever club they have is doing the greatest job of all time, because it's like when he saved uh, who was it two weeks ago. Or three weeks ago, the last time he saved a penalty. That would expect me to actually. Was it Mitrovic? Did he save Mitrovic's it, penalty? It was somebody. It was someone when he saved the last penalty. He fist pumped when he was on the ground. And then he pointed to the bench. He had a very clear, like it was someone. And I assume, like to me, he I, had my, fourteen points against West Ham, and he had. Oh, you're right because he saved. Um, he saved the Declan Rice penalty. It was the penalty save against. But he had a very clear uh, line of sight to whoever Ryan. it was. Dave could have stopped Declan Rice's penalty. I, I know. But what I'm saying is... Harry I, Kane's pen stop was... So I just nice. think that he... Nice. Whoever is looking at it, I, I am... I would bet... His goalkeeper coach is like on Somebody fire. is telling him, hey, here's your tendencies. And also, he's really capable and he's guessed right. Yeah. And he guessed right in this case. Yeah. I would have made the case and I would still make the case. Harry Kane, if he doesn't miss that, gets a brace uh, in this match. He is, I mean, really, or he gets a brace anyway in the match. He finishes with a hat trick in this match, which matches Holland at that if, point. If he scores the penalty. If he scores yeah. the penalty. Yep. I don't, I still don't think it's crazy based on minutes and based on current form. I don't. still don't think it's crazy to go from Holland to Kane. I think, ideally, you have both guys. I think it's, I feel like there is a, clear tier one here it's just what makes it hard is that jesus is priced where he is so it's really hard to have kane holland and but i feel like if you were gonna do that and mitrovic is your third guy that's what you have right dave i have jesus holland and mitrovic yeah, yeah. if you had kane holland and mitrovic why is that bad 
I don't see that as a bad move in any way. No. No, and we we, we glossed over Mitrovic when we – Scott, you and I never made a Mitrovic bet. No. But I've, I've been on him from the beginning of the season, and you're like, Mitrovic, full itch. We knew all this. It's like true. I did. There's a bunch of itches going on here. Yeah. And as we A bunch approach- of snitches and Mitrovic's and full itches. Yeah. Scott, he is beyond the pale – going to smash your conversion of championship to Premier League goals. Maybe. You had said you thought he'd get to 15, and I wasn't so sure. I'm still not sure. Bet it! That has to be the bet! I've been waiting to make a Mitrovic bet all season! You have to bet something. You have to put an actual... This is one of like the first FPL America bets for the bet board. We have a Jesus bet. We have a Jesus bet, right? If you're so confident, you should go a little higher. I don't think we do. Tempt him into a worse bet for yourself. He's got five in five games. Yeah. Why can't he get to 20, Dave? 16 is as is, is high as I'm going. You can have 15 and lower, and I'll have 16 and higher Boo. at this point. Play the cat meowing. That's song. spot on, and you know it. You should be playing the cat meowing. You just want, you want to see me lose bets. I don't want to see you lose bets. I, 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 I think he could get to 35 goals this year, the way they're, the way they're focusing on him. <laughs> and he's the unbelievable. Way, and, the, and the way the league's being called. Way the, I mean, he's, allowed, he's being allowed to bully defenders to his credit. I think he's just been allowed to play. Well, everybody's getting allowed to play. I mean, when, 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 look, if you're going to have, uh, you know, five foot nine defenders Manchester United I mean what Mitro's just trying to head balls in I have a theory I think the referees are trying not to make calls because it's easier to have the calls overturned by the VAR but the VAR doesn't want to make a call that's going to overturn the referee and so it's just this bad cycle where nothing's getting called uh, all right I wrote I wrote it down first bet of the season 16 overs you I thought we had a Jesus bet I don't remember having a Jesus bet. I think we talked about making a Jesus bet. I thought it was 15 goals or more. I had but 15 and up and you had 14 When I brought him into my squad to start the season, despite everything I said, I don't think I can make a bet against my starting forward. All right. I All just right. want to say for Harry Kane, yet again, this is like this was the old Harry Kane. Tons of shots. Yes, it was. Tons it looked shots, like the old looked, Harry Kane. Like way different. The guy is like he's very clearly... You know, I said about Wilf Zaha that he's in the mood. Kane is very clearly also in the mood. I think maybe the the Holland talk might push him even harder. They're trying to keep, you know, they're trying to sign him, you know, to keep him at Tottenham forever right now. So, you know, he's. I'm sure the contract talks will. Oh my continue gosh! With him, which Harry is, Kane. Don't even start with me. Well, we're you, too late in the pod. If he were for to, this. if he were to go somewhere else, no, he should not sign a contract extension with Tottenham. Period. Okay. After everything he did, that should not be a thing. He loves it, it now. Wrap it up in, in four minutes. Antonio Conte. Impossible. All right. Final thing that I have from the 14 matches so far. Brian? Yes. Newcastle wore their uh, Saudi Arabian blood money tribute kits. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Yes, they did. And they only got a point at Wolves in them. You know, sometimes clubs, they get a run of bad results in a certain kit or a certain uniform, and they decide not to wear them anymore. One can only hope. Mm-hmm. In an effort to aid in this happening, I asked you to repurpose the Seamus curse yep. and direct it to Newcastle anytime they wear their Saudi Arabian blood money tribute kit 
So, mm-hmm. in honor of their first time wearing it in a regular season match, take it away with our latest Seamus Curse. Well, podcast. I thought this for the Seamus Curse that it that would be really appropriate to adjust instead of uh, Scottish curses to do some Arabic curses. Curses. Ooh. Whoa, whoa, careful. What? We don't want the Mujahideen coming after us. No, I'm just this is like this. Is he still playing for West Brom? This is available readily on very on travel websites. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hey, 15 swear words you need to know if you're traveling to the <laughs> Middle East. <laughs> Curse ye, Newcastle ownership. Tahatek, which basically means may all of your luck be taken away. You Abu Rehaz, which means father of stinky smells. <laughs> yeah, which wow. apparently that is the worst thing is, you can say yeah, for sure. about somebody for sure. in Arabic is that they smell bad. No, that they smell stinky. That they are a stinky man. <laughs> All right, any last thoughts, Brian, before we wrap up? I got this tons. Up? Literally tons. Can you save them for the article? Well, just no. just like speed, speed them. Well, I think we covered the thing with the thing. I feel like that's pretty good. You really are, you have no interest in Erling Holland in your team. No Holland, no Darwin Nunez. I mean, you Scott, are not tempted by these, Scott, or no Kane. You're not tempted by any of these three people. I'm just starting to think like all. you don't care about FPL. You're like, I'm just gonna win, 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 Like you gotta care about some of this. I chose my premium elsewhere. <laughs> okay. You gotta get our son. He's the bad dude. What I cannot he's believe. He's my captain tomorrow, Dave. I and cannot, he's gonna. He's not gonna start. I cannot well, believe we. Jesus' hat trick is my vice captain. I cannot oh, believe we did not talk about Richarlison showboating. The fact that he's probably going to be. He's probably gonna start. Conte's saying that he's gonna start soon, if not. Tomorrow, by the time you hear this, uh, Dave Kulishevsky got another assist. I mean, in I, this game, I know I'm loving that. Give me, I give just, me Kulu all day. Kulu greater than Sun Dog. Uh, it's just a really difficult. It's a difficult place to be. I just would like to say Raheem Sterling's name again. I feel like Brighton is just crushing things right now. Everton stinks, but Anthony Gordon scored again today. This yep. is two weeks in a row. He has more shots on target than any other player this season. Do you believe that? I find that extremely hard to believe as we are sitting here. I said it last week. I feel like it's extremely weird. I I just I don't know how that happened. And, like, look, Wolf Zaha. I don't know what else to say about Wolf Zaha I don't know what happened. I don't know what kind of knock he had. Zaha, not just in the mood, he is like arrogant. He's playing with arrogance this season. Whether he wants a move away or not, wherever he goes, him being included today is shocking. Of course, he played all 90 minutes, but he scores a goal. He took four shots today, and that sh- and his goal is just ridiculous. That's I his manager, him. I right? benched him too, and it's brutal. It yeah, insane. it is. Vieira's got them playing, and today was what everyone wanted to see. This is the first time we've seen it this season with Eze, Elise, and Zaha up uh, with Edward up top. Uh, that please let that keep happening. 
that those three guys are like I feel like Zaha will do even more if the three of them are regularly starting. That's it. All right. Estupinian. Estupinian. Well, I mean, honestly, call of the week is Brian's. At least he didn't make the official call, but he did it in his own personal lineup. He kept that information to himself and did not share that. Brian, is Estupinian is going to make the article this week? I guess that's the question. We would have talked. I mean, if we had recorded before this, I would have said. said I would have. We would have talked about the moves that we made. So. All right, the going into this next week, only because uh, I am scared to death. Well, actually, I don't know who I'm going to captain going into match week six. I captained Salah going into the, the match week five because I didn't know if Holland was going to be starting, and I, I didn't want that. So we'll see what happens, and hopefully it's Salah's been on, off, on, off, hopefully this week. It is an on. Hey, match week six is coming here. I'm hoping at the end of tomorrow that I can talk to you next week about Arsenal being top of the league for the third straight week in a row. As again, I will continue to talk about that until they're not there. The, so this, the, for you guys said your captain. Yeah, so I'm gonna uh, going into this. How? Well, it's gonna depend. It's gonna depend whether no Salah's, one is not captaining Salah against Everton if they have him or whatever Liverpool. I don't like a sa- okay. So I want to get this out there. Liverpool and Everton are the first match on Saturday this coming week. I do not like an early game captain. Okay. It never seems to pan out. Right. So, what for whatever reason, Liverpool way greater than Everton. Salah way greater than than Everton's defense. But for whatever reason, chances are if if he's still on my team, then which if he doesn't do anything this weekend, I'm going to consider selling him and, and turning him into Diaz and then and and or hit, turning him into De Bruyne and then Rodrigo possibly to Diaz. But I'm just saying, like something's got to give. So we'll see what happens. All right. All right, for the FP America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.